Listening to the Knicks State of Mind podcast, presented by Elite Sports Radio. And now, your hosts, Chip Murphy and Matt Castillo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. I'm Matt Castillo alongside Chip Murphy. Now, we have a special guest joining us today's show, an independent scout who's going to give us insight on some of these draft hopefuls. So, Sam Martell, thank you for joining us today of course thank you for the invitation happy to be on and kind of what we talked about at the end of episode six last week we kind of gave a preview of what this show is going to be and it's going to be all about the nba draft and that makes total sense because it is thursday so i know the last several weeks we have covered basically almost every angle uh, of the NBA draft, especially regarding the New York Knicks. So today we're just going to give a little bit more insight to that. And we're going to begin the show today with the eighth pick the Knicks have in the first round. And, you know, we, we talked about the different guys that are available or could be available with that pick. But we kind of haven't pinpoint, and I know we kind of talked about guys that we would take, but we're going to write it kind of in stone right now of who we want the Knicks to take and who we think they're going to take. And Chip, we're going to begin with you. So if who, who do you think the Knicks are going to take with the eighth pick, and who would you want them to take? Who do I think they're going to take? I haven't wavered on that at all since I watched him and since I started reading about him. It's Franklin Lakina. He makes the most sense. He's a triangle point guard. He's Pat Spurs. He's a... Uh, you know, he's six foot five. Everybody says Phil Jackson likes bigger point guards. Uh, his wingspan, I guess it's unverified, but people say he's got like a seven foot wingspan. So, and he's uh, apparently a plus defender. He's a willing defender, as people say. But what I've seen of him is only like what's on Draft Express. So I can only go based off of like two games. But he seems like the logical choice from what like writers are saying and the Knicks have been scouting him more than they've scouted any other prospect. So it seems like Frank is the guy that they're going to go with if he's there. But recently I read something today that said Dallas really wants mm-hmm. him too. And apparently Frank wants to go to Dallas more than he wants to go to New York. Yeah. I saw that but too. The Knicks do have, yeah, the Knicks do have the pick before Dallas. So mm-hmm. of course there's going to be, drama there will the Knicks take Frank even if he reportedly would rather go to the team after them but it wouldn't be a Knicks draft without drama of course Mm -hmm. but yeah I think he's going to be the pick if he's there that's not who I want them to pick to your second half of the question though Matt if uh, I could choose the pick I would say I want them to pick Malik Monk I think he is an explosive scorer. He has Jamal Crawford-type abilities. He can fill it up. He has the potential to be the rookie leading scorer next season. It's 
him or Jason Tatum, I think, is going to lead the league in scoring for rookies next year. And he's probably, if not Luke Kennard, it's him that's the best three-point shooter in the draft. And I think he'd just be a great fit for the Knicks. And he's going to struggle defensively. I know the worry is that he's too small to guard twos, all the wingspan concerns. But I don't know. I just think he'd make a great fit for the Knicks. I really do. And Sam, I'm going to ask you the same question. The Knicks with the eighth pick. Who do you think they would take, and who would you like to see them take? Sure. Well, actually, the um, what I think they are going to do, I think they are going to trade down. Okay. Actually, when I look at, um, when I study the Knicks roster a little bit and I look what is there, I mean, I understand um, Malik Monk. I know um, he, he is a... He's a pretty good pick. I would be very shocked if he was still there at eight. Um, so that would probably uh, lead you to trade down. Um, uh, secondly, I'll congratulate you for uh, pronouncing Frank's last name correctly. That was uh, <laughs> that was impressive by itself. Um, but I would think they would trade down um, to possibly in the teens or even in the 20s or late 20s and maybe get a, another first-round pick um, to add to their arsenal because they are rebuilding, so they they do need pieces. And I don't think, other than Monk, I don't think there is really anybody at eight that they would take. Now, if I was if I was working for them, or if I was if I was making the decision, I would want them to uh, draft uh, the center from uh, Kentucky, Bam Adebayo. Adebayo, uh, yeah. Adebayo, yeah. yeah. He, um, I mean, the Knicks are loaded at center. They have Nolan Plumley and Hernan Gomez and all that stuff. But I would. Uh, I think Bam is pretty incredible, and I've I've watched him over the past few years. I saw him in high school a little bit, and I followed him in Kentucky. And I think he is a um, he has a little uh, young Shaquille O'Neal to him. Mm. He can uh, he can run the floor, and I think I mean I don't know how the Knicks necessarily run if it's through if it's still through Phil Jackson or if it is with Hornacek but um, I would think Phil Jackson would really like Bam because he is very similar actually to a Shaq he's a little more versatile but I think he would fit in a possible Phil Jackson system that's interesting um now, we, t- we talked about Bam before as a possibly another pick in the first round. Um, so yeah, I loved him. We I, actually haven't had anybody kind of talk about the Knicks. Hit. Well, we haven't had any, anybody talk about the Knicks possibly trading down in the draft. Um, certainly could no. be a way to get n- more picks, which, again, with this draft being as talented as it is, it's a possibility. Uh, me personally, don't think that would happen. I think they're going to remain at eight. And I think my pick, it, it kind of like yours, it didn't really change at all from the several weeks that we have discussed. 
the draft. Um, so the person I believe they're going to pick and who they should pick is the same person, Dennis Smith Jr. Now, this could be some bias on my part because I'm very high on Dennis Smith Jr. There's no secret about that. Um, I do acknowledge, like I have been saying, that Frank Nielakina is a system guy, a triangle fit. So it could certainly happen. I think that is a very high possibility that he is drafted by the Knicks. But again, I'm not on the side of necessarily drafting a player for the system. I think they're more talented players. Honestly, if I was putting a a ranking to it, I would put Dennis Smith Jr. And then I would prefer Malik Monk before I took Neil Aquina. And I, I just think drafting for the system can hurt the Knicks. I think the more talented player would either be Dennis Smith Jr. or Malik Monk. Um, Like you said, Chip, I think I kind of do agree with you that Monk right away could have the potential to put up big numbers in the point category because he is a good three-point shooter um, and should get some looks with the Knicks. But, I I mean, I scouted um, Dennis Smith Jr. and somebody that I followed – uh, over the last month, really, and I, I really just like his game. I, I like the aspect of the fast break abilities that he has. I, I mentioned that the New York Knicks last year averaged just 10 fast break points a game. I find it very difficult to score at the pace that they, they play. I think some of the, and I know offense is not really the biggest struggle for the Knicks, but at times, the stagnant offense, the holding on the ball, forces Camelo Anthony to have to hit ridiculously tough shots that he can't hit throughout the course of the game. I would like the Knicks to go to more of a fast-paced offense. And I know Carmelo Anthony has even said that himself. He wants to run. Well, I look at Dennis Smith Jr. as a very effective guard at running the transition. I mean, he's creative, scoring around the rim. Uh, he, he does set up his teammates. And he's very athletic. He can, like I said, very creative finisher around the rim and that is who I think the Knicks should take I think if they don't I think they will regret it I mean I guess in a year or two from now you'll know but I'm very high on Dennis Smith Jr. Honestly I think he's a guy that could have gone earlier in the draft if it wasn't for a guy like Foltz or or Lonzo Ball Um, I I think he would be one of the the top five exactly or or, uh, De'Aaron Fox for even if these guys are not in the draft I think Dennis Smith Jr. is one of the top point guards I think he gets a little overshadowed because of those guys and I think he can do just as much as they can I'm not saying that he is a better player than those guys because those guys are the better player but I'm saying that I think he can have a a big impact and for once you know I, I, I for years have say I want the Knicks to take this guy it never happens. The guy that I've always kind of hoped the Knicks take, it never happens, ever. Um, so it would be nice for once to see somebody that you know, I'll publicly say that's who I want. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, then, you know, I look like the idiot. Um, but I believe in him. Um, and I think that's who the Knicks absolutely need need to take. Um that's that's just me though, uh, but definitely I know, like Frank Nealakina, definitely the better fit for the system, and 
I don't want to say just because we don't know much about him. I mean, he chose not to work out for any teams. Um, there's not a whole lot on well, he him. He didn't choose it. He didn't choose it. He didn't choose it. He uh, his team was in the playoffs. There oh, like okay. Yeah, you're right. I did read that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, he was pursuing a championship. That's mm-hmm. correct. So, yeah, my apologies. That is correct. Yeah. He was pursuing a championship mm-hmm. over in France. Um, so can't really blame him there that he's he's dedicated to doing. No, that. that's uh, that's on the weird scheduling thing. Yeah, yeah. and. and where I'm at with it is if the Knicks take him, you know, the last time we took a foreign player, it worked out pretty good for us. Um, I wasn't thrilled about mm-hmm. the Brzingis pick when it happened either. I wasn't booing or anything, but I was shaking my head, and that worked out just fine. So it can work out fine once again. It just me personally rather take Dennis Smith Jr. But we're going to wrap it up for our first segment, and when we come back, we're going to look at the draft lottery. For time's sake, we'll go through the top 14 picks of the draft, and we'll be back in just a second. Hello, everybody. Mac is still the co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and contributor to Elite Sports New York. You can follow me at Twitter at MattyDiesel15 to get my latest articles, videos, and podcasts. Make sure to follow Elite Sports New York's Twitter as well at Elite Sports NY and the rest of Elite Sports New York social media pages to stay up to date to all the New York sport news. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Knicks Data Mind podcast. Now, Elite Sports New York got into the action of a, a mock draft, and Chip, you were actually the one that kind of put the article together. So I'm going to kind of pass it to you to kind of give the details about uh, the mock draft that me and you and some of the other Nick writers did. Yeah, we did a roundtable mock. It was uh, for all 14 lottery teams. It was me, you, and uh, some of the other writers on the site, uh, mostly Nick's writers, like you said. And uh, we just went through, uh, gave who we thought each team would select on Thursday night, and a little brief description of why. And, yeah, it was... uh, this is a fun little feature that we did and something that we hope to continue doing. Maybe when a free agency rolls around, that's uh, the kind of thing we'll keep up then because we know people are interested in free agency too, particularly Knicks fans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was a good project for all of us, and we appreciate all the hard work from everybody. Absolutely, and what we're going to kind of do right now is we're actually going to go through – um, the mock draft of the lottery picks. So obviously mm-hmm. with the big news that that trade that went down over the weekend, and by the way, I love oh, the man. trade. I <laughs> love the trade. I love that kind of action. And, and uh, I guess the rich keeps getting richer, even with the Celtics now going to be getting so many first, more first round picks than they already had. So they're going to continue just to get young talent in there. Um, but a good move for the 76ers as well to get the kind of player that they want. With that being said, uh, the 76ers, Chip, who do you have them taking? Well, it's Fultz. I mean, they traded up to get Fultz. And it's uh, it's a great, like you said, great trade on both sides. I mean, they don't need, they don't really, I think they're closer than people think they are. Mm. Uh, they were pretty good on defense with uh, Embiid on mm-hmm. the floor last year. 
I mean, he only played 30-some games. But when he played, they were a good defensive team. Now, their problem was they were a horrible offensive team. They were dead last in offensive rating. They really needed some scoring. And Fultz is probably the best offensive player in the draft. And, yeah, it's a no-brainer. It was a no-brainer trade probably for both teams because Boston didn't need Fultz as much as they needed to trade the third pick for maybe Jimmy Butler. That mm-hmm. that was much more important for them. Like you said, it's a just a great trade. And, yeah, Fultz is, a, Fultz is definitely the pick here. Yeah, and I, uh, I think that's the obvious choice. I mean, they have a lot of bigs. That's what the, the 76ers kind of piled up the last several years, um, taking Embiid, taking mm-hmm. Okafor even, and Noel. And I know they got rid of Noel <laughs> And they're always looking to trade their picks, but I think they need a guard, and they're getting a, a, a just a stud. You know, you cannot argue with the kind of production that that Fultz can provide. And it's kind of like what you just said, Chip. I think they're not that far off from being a really tough team out in the East because you, you look like you said they they defensively they play really hard. I mean, regardless, no matter even if they didn't win a whole lot of games, that's just the thing about the 76ers. They were no cakewalk for teams. They play hard. Brett Brown has that squad uh, well-disciplined and just already filled with the young talent. So I'm looking at the potential of this team over the next few years. I mean, you have Ben Simmons. Or, I mean, he, he was projected to be obviously the rookie of the year, being you know the main guy in the the draft last year, and it was very disappointing that he didn't play because of that fit injury, uh, foot injury, excuse me. And now that he's coming back healthy, um, Embiid, if he can just stay healthy, I think he just showed how dominant he actually is. Um, I mean, not to play a game with what two years of with constant foot injuries, and then step on the floor this year and kind of have the impact that he did. Um, and now when you add a talented player like Fultz, I, I, I think the 76 is going to have a chance to be really scary really soon. So I think that's an obvious first pick. And Sam, would you agree? Would you think Fultz is the top pick? Yep, yep. Uh, Philadelphia wouldn't move up to number one and give that many picks away if they weren't going for Martel Fultz. I mean, it's what they need. They need scoring, like you said, and and Fultz definitely provides that. Absolutely. And now number two, the Los Angeles Lakers chip. I think this is obviously another obvious pick, but who do you have them taking? Yeah, another obvious one. It's Lonzo Ball. Uh, the Lakers have been trying to spread rumors that they are interested in other players like uh, Josh Jackson is one. Mm. But, yeah, it's Lonzo. I mean, he's a star, and he's a star from California. So, yeah, it's fun. So despite nobody, nobody's going to pass on a player of his caliber because of his father. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's Lonzo. Yep, it's definitely going to be Lonzo Ball. And he is a guy that we talked about before, a, a guy that I think could be kind of like a Jason Kidd uh, type player. I think he's going to be in multiple different aspects of the game. It's kind of funny, Chip, that you say – that they're trying to throw people off, saying that they're interested in other prospects. I don't know why teams do that, especially this early on in the draft. Like, you have a pick 
in front of all these teams, you don't have to throw anybody off. You, you get to pick first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's obvious this, this uh, yeah. 76ers are going to take Fultz. Nobody's going to steal ball from you. You don't have to pretend that he is not your guy. Everybody knows that he is. Um, uh, but another fantastic player. Um, best of luck to them with that crazy dad. Um, my recommendation to ban him. Don't want him anywhere near the arena. Uh, because Lord knows that man is a, cir- a circus act. So, uh, Sam, give us your insight on, on Ball. Do you think he'll be the second pick? Yeah, he probably will. I mean, I, it would. I mean, it's interesting. I don't. I don't really know what's going on with the Lakers, but it would be interesting if they do, simply because um, that would determine uh, D'Angelo Russell's involvement with the Lakers a little bit more. They would have to decide. Um, what his role is going to be if they're going to trade him or something. I wouldn't totally put it past me if the Lakers tried to trade down, actually, um, just a few picks and just try to gain another pick um, and go with Jason Tatum. But Lonzo Ball is probably probably the pick, 85 90% probably, probably secure. That's a good point. Didn't really actually think about D'Angelo Russell, you kind of forget about him. Um, yeah, they're going to have to make a decision of what they want to do with him. Because um, if they choose Ball, I think that that means they think Ball is going to be the guy and, and, and Russell might not have a spot with the Lakers. Um, could be a trade piece. Um, so that, that could be something they could trade down if they choose Russell or they could pick Ball and perhaps trade Russell and get another pick that way. Um you know, another team that's kind of rebuilding. So that, that is interesting. And now we move on to the Boston Celtics at three. I had the first pick, made that trade with the 76ers. And Chip, who do you think they take? Uh, Josh Jackson. I think the, the Celtics, their signature staple of that team last year was their defense. I mean, they were fourth in defensive rating last year. And they took a big step back. They were just 13th this year. So they uh, they they could I know they have Jalen Brown and he's supposed to be a defensive stopper and there was a, a report that came out today that said they had Jason Tatum in for a workout and he's a guy that could probably help them but I think uh, Jackson is more like a guy who would fit into Brad Stevens' system so I think eventually they'll decide to go with Josh Jackson. I'm in agreement with you again. I think Jackson is the guy that they take. Um, you know, they like you said, they have Jalen Brown, who's more of that defensive specialist. So, I mean, I think there's a role for him regardless, even if you add another small forward. Um, I think Jackson is a terrific player, uh, obviously one of the best small forwards in the country. And I, I think that's exactly who they will take. Um, you know, perhaps they were looking at that trade for Jimmy Butler. Obviously, I don't think that's going to happen now. It could happen maybe in the future because they just had seven uh, or I've heard seven more picks coming their way. Um, so they'll have could their options. Thursday night. Yeah, it could. Yes, it absolutely could. So, uh, Sam, what do you what do you think the Celtics are going to do? If you agree, um, you know, what kind of player do you think Josh Jackson can be? Yeah, I think I think Josh Jackson is um, the secure pick for the Celtics. I actually think he's a little more 
that pick is a little more secure than the Lakers pick, actually. Um, I mean, Josh Jackson fits the bill. He's defensive-oriented. He shares the ball. His shooting could definitely use work, but... Um, I uh, I compared him. He's a little he's a little bit of a um, of a uh, Matt Barnes type player, a little bit with uh, with a yeah. with a higher ceiling, yeah. obviously, with his driving ability, and it will be interesting with his shooting um, what works out. But I think Josh Jackson is definitely um, slotted for number three. All right, so next are the Phoenix Suns at four. Here is where it can get a little interesting because the Phoenix Suns can go multiple different ways. Um, definitely different position needs there. Another team that's kind of at a rebuild point. Of, you know, they have some pieces, but they 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 definitely are in a rebuild uh, situation. And, and Chip, who do you think they take? I think Phoenix takes De'Aaron Fox. Now I know they have Eric Bledsoe, mm-hmm. but I really think that they should consider blowing that whole thing up mm-hmm. because it's not working with Eric Bledsoe. And they were a terrible defensive team last year. And I think they – I know they need wing help, and that's why Jason Tatum's a really tempting player here. And TJ uh, Warren shouldn't be starting. He's not a starting uh, wing player. But I think if you trade Eric Bledsoe, you can get a better uh, starter at a uh, small forward than uh, you would be able to than Jason Tatum. And I think De'Aaron Fox would be a better starting point guard down the line than Jason Tatum would be as a starting small forward down the line. I think De'Aaron Fox is a guy who you can't pass up. I really think I think he has a chance to be even better than Lonzo Ball. Maybe not better than Markel Fultz, but better than Lonzo Ball. I think he's the sleeper in this draft. It's interesting. I, I agree with you as well as Fox being the pick. Now, they easily can go with, with somebody like Tatum um, if they choose to stick with Bledsoe. But I, I agree with you. I think it's time that they blow that up. They, they can draft Fox. And I, I bet you they could even offer some teams some trades for Bledsoe and get another pick in this draft or, or down the line or even another player. Um, but I, I can also see why they go with Tatum as well. But, you know, you choose mm-hmm. to – Keep Bletcher, who is a very talented player himself. He does have injury woes, but it would give you, you know, a potential of having Bledsoe and Devin Booker and uh, Tatum. And that can be a pretty tough bunch right there. So, you know, it's this is one for me that I think if it was me, I would take uh, De'Aaron Fox. And Sam, I'm looking for your take on it. Who would you take or – would you agree that Fox is the best fit for them? Yeah, I mean, you bring up an interesting point with Eric Glitzo. I don't know what they're going to do. I haven't really studied the Suns. I don't I don't know too many people uh that work for the Suns, so I don't know I don't know what's going on there. I am a Eric Glitzo guy. I do like Eric Glitzo. I like what he brings to the table and I do know Phoenix has been struggling. Um and I do before um, before I give you my other inputs. Um, I I do think there's going to be a lot of trades in this draft. This mm-hmm. draft is very rich and very deep and very young. Yep. And I think a lot of teams are going to trade, and the Suns might trade down too. I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Um, either that, or I haven't studied again too much. But I could possibly see them 
reach for Markkinen from Arizona. Just to throw mm-hmm. that out there. Yep. So next would be, be interesting. next would be the Sacramento Kings, and this is another one that they can go several different ways, in my opinion. But Chip, who do you think they take? Sacramento Kings. I think they take Tatum. Mm-hmm. They need scoring. <laughs> um, yeah. Because. They're going to let Rudy Gay walk in free agency, as they should. I don't think Darren Carlson has any desire to come back. Why would he? He's getting older. Not that he's old, but he's towards the end of his prime, and he's going to want to go somewhere where he's, he's going to be able to win. And I, they just don't have anybody who can score. Buddy Yields is going to be their leading returning scorer on that team. They need somebody who can put the ball in the basket. And it's not like they're going to be able to convince any free agents to go there. Mm-hmm. So Jason Tatum is a guy who could uh, probably realistically put up 15 a game next year. I, I think you take the best scorer available there, and that's Jason Tatum. I agree with you. I think it's all going to depend on what Phoenix does. If they take Tatum, then I think they can take Fox. Um, perhaps even Dennis Smith Jr. could go mm-hmm. here. Um but I, I think yeah, Tatum maybe, maybe. It, it makes sense because they they have a lot of team needs as well. But um, you know they're going to have to try to replace Rudy Gay. But they also need a point guard. They don't really get a lot of production there. Um, so I think it's going to depend on who Phoenix takes. But if it works out the way we think, Tatum would be their guy. And and Sam, do you agree with that? Who do you see them taking? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. If if Fox is gone, um, Tatum is their pick. I, I do believe, like um, you pointed out, they do need point guard help. Um, I think if I were the Kings, I would make a really, really hard push for Fox. He's definitely um, he's definitely a new age point guard, isolation, and just a few flashes of Russell Westbrook. He's not Russell Westbrook, obviously, but he has a few dynamic qualities like that. And I think the Kings should push for somebody like that. But if he's not available, then Tatum probably would be your best bet. And then next is the Orlando Magic at six. Chip, who do you have them taken? If I was Orlando, I would definitely be tempted to take Malik Monk Mm -hmm. because they were a terrible offensive team last year. They were 29th in three-point percentage and 29th in offensive rating. But we talked about Jonathan Isaac before, and I read something. Orlando's new guys, their new front office is the uh, Milwaukee guys who drafted the Greek Freak. And there was a big write-up on how they're not afraid of a project. And Isaac is the biggest project in this draft. He's high risk, but you know, potentially high reward, as they say. And I think... There's a lot of potential with John. I watched. A, I wrote a big feature on Jonathan Isaac. I watched a lot of tape on him and stuff, and I really like him. So, if I think they should take Jonathan Isaac, yeah, and I, I think they will from everything I read. It's, uh, almost every mock I've seen, they're taking Jonathan Isaac. So, I'm with you. I think Jonathan Isaac is the guy that they kind of need. I think he comes from, you know, obviously the athletic ability that he has, but um, also, really good defensive player from a Florida State team that was so good defensively. Um, big physical guy. Uh, again, this is another team that has 
a lot of needs. Uh, it could be Monk. It could be Isaac. But if it was me picking for him, I would take Isaac. Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, everybody's heard that the Magic might take Isaac. Um, I think Monk would be a better play for them uh, at uh, a lot more forwards than, than guards. And, and Monk is a lot safer and he's a lot younger. Isaac is more talent um, is pretty talented, so I don't I don't know. I would say I, w- I would go with Isaac. I would agree. And then seven is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Who do you think they're picking, Chip? I got him taking Markinen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about that earlier, and you know I just based on the fact that they uh, struggled making three point shots, and I thought uh, Gorgie Jang play power forward next to Towns last year, and I thought he was playing out of position the whole season, and I think putting a stretch four next to Carl Anthony Towns would really benefit him on offense, and especially a guy who, you know, I think we overuse the term stretch four and stretch five too much. Now we just use it if a guy can make like an 18-footer, we call him a stretch four or stretch five, but Markinen actually has NBA three-point range. So, I think he would really help Towns, but I understand, like, I understand if they would go with, we mentioned, I mentioned, and uh, Sam mentioned too, I Orlando would go with Malik Monk. I understand why Minnesota would go with Malik Monk too, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they'll go with Markkinen. I agree with you. I think Markkinen definitely brings something that they need. They need three-point shooters. Um, I, I also think Isaac could be a pick there, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Monk, a lot of those guys, but I think Markinen is the best fit. Now, now, Sam, I'm going to ask you. This is your team. You're a big Timberwolf yeah. guy. What do you, What do you think they do? Yeah, well, first, I really, really hope they do not go with Dennis Smith. Um, we've had obviously a history of drafting point guards, and we definitely don't need another one. Um, but Malik Monk would be a lock at number seven if he's still available. If he doesn't go to Orlando. He will definitely be the lock. Um, Markkinen is an interesting piece, but we have uh, Thibodeau, and I just think Monk fits Tibbs' um, style much better than Markkinen does. And next, we have the Knicks, and we already talked about them at eight, so we'll skip them. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., by the way. Uh, Just throwing that out there. (laughs) And at nine, the Dallas Mavericks. So who do you think they take, Chip? Well, Dallas is just as point guard desperate as the Knicks. So uh, I had the Knicks taking Frank. So I have Dallas taking the next point guard off the board to me, which is Dennis Smith Jr. And like I said, Dallas is desperate for point guards uh, help. They're playing Seth Curry at point. He's not a point guard. Uh, Yogi Ferrell, not a starting point guard. Uh, Rick Carlisle's an amazing coach. Yes, he so is. He was getting incredible play out of Seth Curry and Yogi Ferrell. But the I was looking up the numbers when I was doing the feature, and the Mavs were like uh, 26th in field goal percentage from the point guard position. And I was actually surprised they were 20th in points per game from the point guard spot. But, yeah, they just – they need more production from that spot. And a, uh, a young 
they need to get younger because I think they still have J.J. Barea on that team. Most positive they do. Yeah, I, I think, and I, I said Monk because I, I think what they'll do is I'm, whoever the Knicks don't take, they'll get one of those guys. Obviously, um, I, I think Monk is in my list. Like I said, I have Dennis Smith Jr. ahead of him, so Monk would be next. Now, the reports today that Dallas is interested in Neil Aquino, so that is a high possibility mm-hmm. if the Knicks pass on him now. I wish I would have heard those reports a little bit earlier because it makes me think that, that that's a possibility for the Mavericks. Um, but I, I think Monk would be the better player, the better choice here. Uh, so, Sam, give us your insight. Yeah, if, Matt, if, if Monk does drop all the way to nine, um, something is wrong with the first eight teams selecting. Um, mm-hmm. I'll just throw that out there. Um, but I do see um, Markinen going to the Mavs. I think that's okay. the right play. I think it makes most sense. I think still having Dirk, he would help mm-hmm. a Dirk. lot with development, and I think you can get a better point guard for the future next year mm-hmm. or possibly free agency or something like that. Makes sense because Dirk's not going to be there forever. could be his last year. Get another guy in there that can – stretch the floor um but at 10 is the sacramento kings who do you got them taking chip i got them taking malik muck uh he's i i had him slipping and he's not going to get past sacramento when you're as bad as the kings you take the best player available and when i'm doing my draft here he was obviously the best player available and he's not getting past them so we have a disagreement, finally. I, I have them uh, really? taking... Yes, we have a disagreement. I, I think they take... <laughs> and again, I know they have two picks on the top ten, so it's kind of, what do they do? Um, you know, with this pick here. So, I, I think Zach Collins could be a guy for them, for him, uh, Gonzaga. A, a lengthy guy, oh, lengthy Collins. forward. Um, and again, when I was actually putting this together... Um, thought about Zach Collins for them, and I thought that perhaps I would be the only one probably putting him that high. But I, I seen that there's mock drafts where he's actually a, a fit for them, or, or other writers at least agree with me, which made me feel a little bit better. Because again, I will admit I am not the prospect expert here; it's not my strength. Um, so that made me feel better. I'm not the only one that can see Collins being taken there but uh sam give us your insight of who you think the kings would take at 10 yeah i could possibly see Collins going to sacramento so i don't think you're entirely crazy yes. so don't worry about that yes um but i do think that depending on what they do at five um if they select jason tatum i don't know if they'll go with another forward um mm-hmm. or they could i don't know or they could trade yeah. i don't know they uh they could go to, with T.J. Leaf, a stretch four. I don't know. Um, I would go with Collins, though. I think he's a safer pick. I've seen I've seen reports that he might go to Sacramento more than other people, but I, I, I don't know. The Kings are a wild card. I don't know what they're doing. And I think one thing with Zach Collins is— I don't is, think they do either. 
<laughs> but Zach Collins, I think one thing that helps is his size. Like I, I just mentioned, um, the guy that blocks shots, I think he averaged like 1.8 blocks per game. And bringing him, because they're going to struggle, the Kings. Uh, they're a complete mess. And uh, when you have Collins and Kali Stein protecting the paint, they can become more of a better defensive team. I mean, they struggle offensively. They're going to struggle even more offensively losing um, Rudy Gay and obviously when they traded the way DeMarcus Cousins. So they might have to become more of a defensive-minded team, and I think that that's one reason why I think Zach Collins goes there. Now at number 11, the Charlotte Hornets. So, Chip, what do you think Michael Jordan's going to do? Uh, speaking of defensive-minded teams, the Hornets need to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they took a huge step back this year, and it had a lot to do with their defense taking a step back. The, the first three years under Clifford, they were a top 10 in defensive rating. And this year was the first year they weren't. They finished 14th, and they were extremely disappointing. They only won 36 games, and they finished 11th in the East. And, and that was after last year when they won 48 games. And they got bounced in the first round, but it was their best season in a long time. So they need to get back to their defensive identity. You know, they lost Courtney Lee in free agency to the Knicks, obviously, and I think that hurt them a lot more than they thought it would. So they need to take a defensive guy in the draft, and I think the kid from Louisville, Donovan Mitchell, Mm -hmm. is the right fit for that. I really do. He was all ACC defense. Uh, His measurements at the Combine were out of this world. Um, I wrote a big feature on him too uh i know he's undersized but his seven foot wingspan is what people are saying he's near seven foot wingspan makes up for that and yeah if he can uh, if he can eventually learn how to play point guard too like people are saying he might be able to do maybe he could give kemba walker a a legit backup at some point which he didn't have this year after Jeremy Lin left. Well, Donovan Mitchell is somebody that, that has kind of, his stock has really kind of risen in the last few weeks. Um, we've seen that. Mm-hmm. But I have somebody that we talked about last week on the show that was a little surprising that he was a, a lottery pick. But since that is the trend, Luke Kennard from Duke, I think, could be oh, a pick here for Charlotte. Out. North Carolina, Duke, you know, that seems to kind of be a, a connection with um, what Michael Jordan does. I know he can go to his North Carolina roots and it wouldn't shock me to see uh, Justin Jackson possibly here. But I think yeah, Luke Kennard, Luke Kennard, I think if you're going to pick between the two, gives him another shooter. Um and we've seen him kind of make similar picks to this before. I mean, look, he has a Zeller, he has a Kaminsky, and they can shoot the three ball. Um, and when you can surround somebody like Kimball Walker, because he's an isolation player. He's looking to attack the basket. He has a lot of eyes on him. A lot of guys collapse to him to help out on the drive because he's like a blur when he, when he attacks the basket. Find more shooters. Luke Kennard will have a lot of good looks, so I think that can be a good fit for Luke Kennard. And, and Sam, who do you think the Hornets take here? Yeah, I actually agree with you, sir, with uh, Luke Kennard. I think he is the best fit. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell is 
really interesting. I don't, I don't know exactly, um, but he he is a good good player. But I think I think they would go with Kennard again. They could obviously drop a little bit. I don't think Kennard is worthy of that high of a pick, but so they mm-hmm. could drop down a little bit. But I think Luke Kennard is a very good possibility. And Chip, you make a good point though about Mitchell and their defense because I do need to get back to being more of a defensive team. Um, but the next team is the Detroit Pistons at twelve. If they choose to remain at twelve, um, you know they're they're looking to move that pick. But for this purpose, we're going to say they remain at twelve. Who do you think they take? I haven't taken Luke Kennard. Okay, uh, because they were a terrible three point shooting team last year and they were a terrible offensive team last mm-hmm. year actually and they were 27th in three-pointers made and 28th in three-point percentage so they were a horrible three-point shooting team and Luke Kennard was 44% on three-pointers last year and he took over five a game so I mean he uh he put in uh what was it at 88 out of 201 threes last year he just improves so much, and I think when a guy improves like that, it's a good chance that he's only going to get better and better. And he was making shots off the dribble, too. He's not just a spot-up shooter. I think he's going to be a big help for them. I think he can play a little backup point guard, too. So, yeah, I think, look, I know they're trying to get rid of certain guys, probably Reg Jackson mainly, so maybe they'll try and take a point guard to replace Reggie Jackson, but if I was them and I stayed in the 12 spot and Kennard was there, I think he's a good pick for them. And they des- they do need offensive help, but with my pick for them, I just think they just get stronger defensively. And this is where I have Donovan Mitchell. Um, you know, they're, they're very good already defensively. Um, and, you know, perhaps maybe they, they, they gave that contract to Reggie Jackson. So perhaps they, they tried at least another year to see if he can be that offensive threat for them. Uh, they have a few shooters, um, you know, that like uh, Caldwell Pope that needs to be more consistent. Um, but I, I think they, they continue to tighten up their defense and, and Mitchell um, is, is the pick here. So Sam, who do you have them taking? Yeah, I'm actually not going to give you a pick for the uh, Pistons because mm-hmm. I don't think they are going to be at 12. And ah, okay, okay, I will let you guys debate if they stay what who they will go with, but I don't think they will be there at 12. I agree with you. I don't think they will be either. I agree. I don't think they should be either. I don't think no. there's any benefit no. to them taking a young kid either. Yeah, I, I think the smartest thing for them is the trade. That, that I, I, I agree with you, Sam, 100%. But, but man, they whiffed hard on Stanley Johnson. So oh, uh, that's yeah. my only thing. They whiffed hard on their last lottery pick. So Stan Van Gundy may want another shot at another one. But I, that's my only thought on it. I, I don't know. But if he can get, like, say if he can get Carmelo Anthony for that 12th pick, I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah, absolutely. That would fix a lot of their offensive problems. Um, Yep. But just don't know how likely that is. 
So at number 13, though, Chip, we have the Denver Nuggets. Who do you have them taking? Justin Jackson. I'm a big fan of Justin Jackson. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't a fan of his age, but uh, I think he fits the uh, mold of a 3-and-D player. As you know, he improved his three-point shot. Very smart to come back after declaring for the draft last year. He's not necessarily a starter, but I think he can be pretty good off the bench. Uh, as uh, Charles Hart wrote in uh, our mock draft feature for us, uh, Danilo Gallinari is a free agent for them, and he's likely to be seeking max money in free agency, and Denver may not want to pay that. And uh, I'm not saying Jackson's going to be able to replace all of Gallinari's production, but he can give them the three-point shooting that Gallinari does and he's a better defender. So I think it would be a smart move to take a small forward, and I think Jackson is the kind of guy that can help replace uh, what Gallinari gave them. I have maybe a pick that kind of fell out of the lottery early on, way early on, uh, when these mock drafts started happening, and the Mm -hmm. I guess the stock of these players – Terrence Ferguson. Um, oh, right. You like him, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was on a lot of mock boards early on or ranked very high among the players. Now, he has fallen off, and I throw him back in there. Now, I don't, I, I can say, I can certainly see him maybe later on in the round. So I'm not 100% confident in this pick for him, but. The guy that I would see them taking is a Terrence Ferguson. Um, he's been playing overseas, uh, didn't go to college, uh, so playing that European kind of style of ball. And the Nuggets have a lot of those kind of guys already. So I, I think perhaps and a very athletic, uh, defending type guy. Uh, so I, I think the Nuggets could maybe take a gamble on him. I know with the 13th pick, you probably don't want to be taking a gamble uh, when you can get somebody like Jackson. Um, so I, I wanted to be a little bit different here, and that's why I went with Ferguson. Again, might not be what they do. I, I say it's unlikely, but I can certainly see why somebody would be interested in him, and I definitely think Ferguson will be taken in the first round. I don't think he's going to fall to the second round. Uh, Sam, what do you think? Nah, uh, TJ Leaf would be my pick here. Um, I think he would fit very, very well. Um, and just to throw something else out there, too, I think if teams don't give Ben Abeo the credit he deserves, I think they will be extremely disappointed in a few years when he goes off. But I do have TJ Leaf going to Denver. And the last team in the lottery, the Miami Heat. Chip, who do you have them taking? I have the Miami Heat taking Zach Collins. Mm -hmm. I think Zach Collins makes a really nice fit next to Hassan Whiteside. Uh, I think he has – he didn't show three-point potential in college. He didn't take a lot of threes. But I think he has the potential to do that. He was a good mid-range shooter. Uh, he did a lot of nice work uh, in uh, post-up possessions. And uh, I just think 
next to Whiteside, they're not going to ask him to do a lot as a rookie, and he's definitely not going to have to do a lot on defense next to Whiteside. So I think he'll be in a position to grow. He'll have a great coach. So it'll be a nice fit for him. It would be a great spot for him to be drafted, and uh, it would just be another case of uh, – really sleeper kind of prospect that would drop into Miami's lap, much like Justice Winslow. I have, and I, I see that Giraffe uh, Express kind of agrees with me here. This is where I have Frank Nielakina going. Um, oh, okay. I, I think you know, his athletic ability, um, his, his length is really impressive um, and, and could be a fit because of that. Uh, with Miami, they're more of a defensive team as well. Um, I think Neil Aquino can come in and help kind of keep that uh, reputation. I can see Zach Collins. Another, I, I kind of see what you're saying. I do agree with that. But I think Neil Aquino is going to go somewhere in the lottery. I don't think he'll fall outside of it. So that's where I fit him. So, Sam, who do you think they take? I could possibly see them take Frank, but I am going to disagree with you and say Frank will fall out of the lottery. Okay. Um, but I have the Heat taking Jarrett Allen from okay. Texas. Texas, oh, okay. the Texas big man. Okay. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the combination between Hassan and Allen would be uh, formidable. And, and Chip, and I gonna, think that would be tough to pass up. Chip, I'm going to ask you if you know this because I'm not 100 percent cer- uh, certain, but. Is is Whiteside a a good free throw shooter? Uh, no, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't. That's the one thing about um, the reason why I bring that. I up. think he's like sixty. Well, he's better than like Andre Drummond. I think he's like sixty percent for a big man. I guess he's good. Yeah, career sixty percent. All right. The reason why I bring that up is because I thought about. Uh, oh, his name just slipped my mind. Uh, Sam, who did you just say? Uh, Jared Allen. Jared Allen, thank you. Um, he's also a terrible free throw shooter, so two big guys on the floor, can't shoot free throws. That's the one reason why I kind of pushed him back um, and, and did not pick him at with Miami, but I did think about that. Um, but I... I definitely did. And I definitely can see them making that pick, um, putting two two big guys together like that, um, making it tough around the rim. Um, I think Allen actually showed. I mean, he was basically the man in Texas. I know Texas had a very disappointing season. Um, that's actually one of the schools I follow. I'm actually a big Texas fan, um, and it shows you how memorable their season was. That I, I forgot his name. Uh, they were very disappointing this year. So. But with that being said, we're going to wrap up this second segment. When we come back, we're going to look at the possibilities of the Knicks trading for another pick and also some second-round options. Hi, everybody. This is Chip Murphy, co-host of the Knicks State of Mind podcast and boss of all New York Knicks content at EliteSportsNY.com. To follow my work, you can find me on Twitter at, at Chipper Murphy. Welcome back to the Nick State of Mind podcast and kind of to wrap up the show, we, we, we talked about this a few weeks ago about the possibility of the Knicks trading for a first round pick and 
Um, I think me and Chip are in total agreeing to once again that the more picks you can get in this draft, the better. Um, and we still think that it's a possibility that Portland, more so than Detroit, and our Detroit's looking to give away that 12th pick. Don't know how likely that will be. I think if the Knicks get another pick in the first round, it would be with Portland. And Portland has three picks. They have the 15th, the 20th, and the 26th. So we're going to kind of play the what-if game once again. Um, and, and Chip, I'm kind of curious. Let's say the Knicks worked out a deal. They got the 15th pick. Out of the players that would be remaining around that time, who do you think the Knicks should take? I Well, I just talked about how much I love Justin Jackson, mm-hmm. and he'll be there. Yep. I mean, Donovan Mitchell will not be there at 15. Yeah. Luke Kennard will not be there at 15. So uh, Justin Jackson will be there, I think, if he's there. And the, there's been talk, they worked out Justin Jackson. Uh, they had a private workout, I think, with him. And there's been reports that they really like him. I think if he's there at 15, uh, you take Justin Jackson. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, like you just said, the Knicks have shown interest with them. If they make that trade and they were able to get the 15th pick, I think it's for a player like him. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I like the fact that, yeah, what throws people off, like you said just moments ago, was that uh, his, his age. But I think he made the best decision. I don't yeah. think he was ready for the NBA last year coming out of school. I think he made the best decision to go back and work on uh, things even like his shooting form. Uh, I see that he was on uh, ESPN and they broke down like his, his improvements of his jump shot going straight up and down. And that wasn't there you know, uh, the previous season. Um, so more of a nice jump shot that would probably definitely get better over time. So I think he would be the best option at, 15 and if the Knicks were able to get it and Sam I'm going to ask you if the Knicks got the 15 can you give us what what, what you think of Justin Jackson um Justin Jackson I I'll be honest I'm not a um, big fan I think he will be out of the league in four years um of course it's all about his work ethic and the fact where he fits in a team, um, I, I wish Justin Jackson nothing but the best. I don't have anything against any of the players, um, but I don't think Jackson will be there or, or should go there. Um, Luke Kennard actually might be available. This is a very deep draft. We didn't even talk about Justin Patton mm. or Harry Giles or a bunch of these other people. And like you said, Terrence Ferguson too. So, um, I could see you go a lot of ways, but Luke Kennard might fit the best, but I don't think, again, you'll have the 15th pick. Okay, and now what I think is more likely if the Knicks make a trade for another pick, I think it would be the later round 2026 20, range. Um, so if the Knicks were in that range, Chip, and the guys that would be available, who would you take? Sam just said a guy who I really would love if the Knicks took a flyer on, and it's kind of selfish of me to say because I'm a Duke fan, mm-hmm. but I think it would be a great gamble if the Knicks took Harry Giles. You're making me cringe. I really would love to. Yeah, you're making me cringe right now. <laughs> I mean, he's he looked so great at the combine, man. He, uh, I, I know they have digs. I know that they want Chris Apps to play center. 
But I think we really, Knicks fans, would really overrate Hernan Gomez. And this kid has the potential to be something special. And I think uh, at the 20th pick, uh, I also, well, I, I don't want to say because we're going to talk more about later. And, uh, yeah, I think Harry Giles is worthy because I don't think he's going to be available much later than 20. And he may go sooner. Who knows? that He may go in the lottery. We don't know. I think Harry Giles should have stayed another year because he didn't do anything this year. He was very injured, and I know he was a big-time recruit coming out of high school. But he 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 kind of disappointed me this year. I expected more from him. And I know somebody that didn't play a whole lot of games and didn't show much in college was Kyrie Irving, and he turned out just great. So it could be that kind of the same thing now. Now, Chip, I told you I was going to shock you a little bit here. It's a name we talked about before. And, and, and Sam, I think you would be – you're going to disagree with me 100% because um, I know you're a big um, – you know where I'm going with this, Chip. But you know uh, you're a big um, Bam Adebayo fan. I would – in the later rounds, I think he is better than a second-round pick. I, I really do. Caleb Swanigan from Purdue. I think if the, I think he wrongly is in the second round. I think he's a guy that can be like the Draymond Green of this draft. That Draymond Green should have been drafted in the first round. I think Caleb Swanigan, and I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Draymond Green, but I'm just saying I don't think Swanigan should be taken in the second round. I think he's a first-round talent, and if the Knicks get a later pick, that's who I'm taking. I would take Caleb Swanigan. So I'm curious, Sam to get your take on what I just said. Because I know you like Bam. <laughs> I know you like Bam. So I'm curious what you would have to say to that. That would definitely be interesting. I mean, again, the Knicks have a lot of bigs, and they're in trouble with having Noah for so many years. Um, but Caleb would be interesting. I mean, I could I could talk draft stuff all day. So I'll, I'll try not to say too much. Um, just for time's sake and everything, but I'll just throw this out there and see what you guys think. What if, because I was doing some homework about the Knicks, what if the Knicks traded number eight and went to 28 and got D'Angelo Russell from the Lakers? Uh, that's... I love D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, I know I we talked about that. Killed. Or we haven't talked yeah, about we did. it. But I, I know the site, um, Elite Sports in New York, I think, what, who was it, Robbie, that wrote an article about the Knicks? Should, yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah, I think yeah, it's been did. brought up before. That's interesting. That's interesting. I, I think I think the Lakers would be foolish not to entertain that deal if it was on the table. And then I would um, project the, the Knicks to take Frank Jackson from Duke. I think he's a good fit also. Yeah, he's going to be a late first-round guy. Um, That's interesting. Me, personally, I'm staying at eight, but I can see the, you know, the, the, what that would kind of make the Knicks start thinking about if if they can get D'Angelo Russell if they gave up that eighth pick. I can certainly see what would tempt them. Tempt them is the word I was looking for. Um, Chip, what, what about you? Would you would you do that? I think it 
depends. I think D'Angelo Russell, well, like I said, I'm a fan of D'Angelo Russell. I think he's getting killed in the media. And a lot of it still goes back to that whole thing with Nick Young and the social media stuff and the fact that he's a Laker. But, yeah, I think he can be really special. A lot of people are saying maybe he would be better suited off the ball, but I think that has to do with Alonzo stuff now. And it's only a matter of time before the Lakers trade him, whether it's still to the Knicks or not. So it also depends on who's on the board. For me, like I said, I'd love Malik Monk. If Malik Monk isn't on the board at eight, I would definitely move down. I would maybe not necessarily to 28. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not a huge Frank fan. And uh, I would take Dennis Smith Jr. and Malik Monk over Frank. But uh, And I would take Dylan Gerald Russell over Frank, too. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I, I like the trade. I do like the idea of the trade. So, and because of sake now, last week we talked about guys the Knicks are bringing in for workouts or have interest in or could be good fits for them in the second round. And Sam, we're glad to have you as a, a scout for these kind of players to give us more insight. But what I, we talked about guys like Josh Hart from Villanova, uh, Wesley Awundu, who a lot of people think he's the biggest sleeper in the draft. Uh, Monty Morris from Iowa State, or Frank Mason. And, and what we wanted to ask you is, what do you think about those players? If you briefly can touch each of those guys, and if you need me to go through that list again, I can. Um, and, and for the Knicks' two second-round picks, which of those guys do you think the Knicks should 100% definitely target in the second round to get? I think Awandu, Awindu, Awandu, um, would be interesting. He's an interesting product. I think he would be interesting. I do think Frank Mason would be the best pick, or possibly Josh Hart, too. I think the best um, second-round options for you guys would be to not take a pro- uh, project mm-hmm. like Wesley, but rather take a guy that's a little more established, like Hart or Frank Mason. And both of those guys are very hard-nosed. They're very... They're blue-collar oriented, and I think that's what the Knicks should target in the second round because they are still, you guys are still building, you're building towards the future, and that's the kind of mindset you need. And really quick, two guys, Monty Morris or Frank Mason, those get, to me and Chip, we talked about this last week, those guys are kind of a toss-up, but if it was you, uh, Sam, which one of those guys do you like more? Um, I would go with Frank Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched I watched Frank's entire career at Kansas. Um, I did not think he was going to succeed as much as he did in Kansas in his senior year, but I did I did think he was going to do a lot better. Um, I think Mason is a better uh, professional prospect. Um, I think Monte Morris has a few. Has a lot more question marks. Um, it could be good question marks or bad question marks, um, depending on all that. But I think Frank Mason would be the best selection for the next, just because of the situation you're in. Well, absolutely. I kind of agree with you. I think Frank Mason would be the better pick out of the two. And again, we touched that last week. But uh, I think that's all the time we have for this episode. 
And so we're going to wrap it up. And Sam, again, we really want to thank you for coming on and spending this hour and a half with us doing the show. Um, Thanks, Sam. Of course, anytime. Really appreciate it. Happy to talk basketball whenever. Again, the draft is Thursday. So finally we will know everything and focus on other off-season topics. Um, But Thursday night's the draft. Big night for the Knicks. We'll be back next week.